Blog Talk Radio. You've just connected with Parkinson's Recovery. This is Robert Rogers. If you'd like to be able to call in and ask our guest Angela any questions today, call the following toll-free number. It's 877-590-0733. As a follow-up to the show from last week in our interview with Cheryl, I have had a slew of emails and phone calls from individuals asking about a list of the dentists who are specially qualified to be able to do the diagnostics for TMJ misalignments. You can find a link that will give you a page of countries, and then you click on the country that you're located in, and you will see a list of the dentists that are in your country. You'll find that list on the Parkinson's Recovery blog. And to get to the blog, all you have to do is to go into a search engine and remember two words. The first word is Parkinson's. The second word is recovery. And what you'll then see in the search results is a top result of Parkinson'sRecovery.com. Click on that result and you'll see on the main page a link to something that says blog. Click on that link. And you'll see posted on October the 22nd a posting that lists a link that gives you the list of all of the dentists that have that special training. And also on that particular posting, what you will see is a link to a video, which is a television program with a guest, Dr. Adams, who is a dentist. And Dr. Adams has some short videos that explain what's really involved and what equipment is involved, what the diagnostic tests do, and what the appliance uh, treatment is all about. There's also, in that particular video, an interview with an individual who has Parkinson's who has been considerably aided and assisted by using the appliance that was made by the dentist. So click on that video as well. The show is actually 30 minutes. The meaningful section of the video is the first 18 minutes. Uh, After that, they shift over into sleep apnea and how this device can be useful for sleep apnea. But uh, I would suggest that uh, at least for the first half of the video, tune in and be sure to listen to the interview with the individual that has the symptoms of Parkinson's. Uh, So that's, again, on the Parkinson's Recovery blog, the list of dentists uh, that I've received a slew of calls about, and also a video that gives a visual explanation of what Cheryl was talking about on the radio show last week. My guest today is actually internationally famous, and she has quite a story to tell about her journey over the last several years in being able to address symptoms that she has been experiencing that are associated with the diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. Angela, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Robert. So tell us all about yourself. Oh, my. Well, that's a long story. Um, I'm 63 years old, and I am a professional engineer. I work freelance and basically all over the world. Uh, This year, for example, I've been to New Zealand. I've been to Australia. I've been to Chile. I've been to Russia. I've been to France, uh, all over the U.S. and Canada, and probably some other places I've forgotten in there. And 
when I was diagnosed with Parkinson's back in late 2006, I thought that my working career was pretty well over because I am what is called a field engineer, and that involves literally going out into the field and, in my case, inspecting industrial equipment in pulp and paper mills, uh, climbing up onto high scaffolding and uh, looking at uh, uh, welding and the like for problems of corrosion. So it's a very exciting career and something I've been involved with for over 30 years and uh, something I was not looking forward to having to give up. Um, when diagnosed in '06, uh, it took me totally by surprise. I thought I had some sort of pinched nerve problem that was giving me a frozen shoulder and uh, cramping my handwriting style. But the neurologist at the time who confirmed my original diagnosis uh, said so almost with glee. I know exactly what you've got. You've got Parkinson's disease, as if he'd solved some great mystery. Uh, however, I was left quite devastated. And in my vulnerable state, unfortunately, I allowed him to prescribe me Mirapex without doing any research on my own. So I began to take this, uh, uh, what's it called, dopamine agonist. And then within... 28 days, I was a basket case. I had uh, insomnia and somnolence. These two could never get together, so I was tired all day long and awake all night long and uh, uh, nauseated and many other symptoms. The only one I didn't have was, uh, which I found out later is uh, very common with uh, Mirapex, is uh, compulsive gambling, so I didn't at least lose the house. Um, so, uh, uh, but I decided then and there I better get serious about this. So what early reading I had done told me that uh, I needed to get into shape to combat the uh, onslaught of this disease, as it was called progressive and uh, incurable. So I got myself physically into great shape. I shed in a matter of a few months um, almost 40 pounds or 50 pounds. Uh, and transform myself into quite a lean, not-so-mean fighting machine, um, and found by just the exercise alone that I was not only able to continue working, but I could work at a higher level than I had ever previously worked before. And uh, over the years, I have added several other therapies to that the original uh, therapy of exercise and found them increasingly beneficial. As a result, I've been able to hold my PDRS, that is my Parkinson's disease rating score, at a value less than 10 for over three years. So it's basically what I call flatlined. Uh, I still have symptoms of idiopathic PD. Um, they haven't gone away totally, but they are not necessarily increasing either. So this is the rating scale that has a range from zero to uh, uh, 200, the 200, Parkinson's disease right. rating scale. So, so yeah. your number 10 is, is at this point relatively low relative to a mean score for most people. I think it would be considered mild. 
Um, the PDRS scale that I'm talking about, by the way, is the one that one can encounter on the website Patients Like Me. And by the way, if people are already members or want to be uh, and they want to peruse my own profile, it's under the patient's name of Dawn, D-A-W-N, Angel. There is also a written description that Angela has prepared, which appears on the Parkinson's Recovery blog. You can see that by, again, going to the main website, parkinsonsrecovery.com, and you'll see a link there that says blog. Click on the blog link, and then you just scroll down a few days uh, to yesterday, which is October the 27th, and there you will see a description of the year-by-year approach that she has used and the therapies that she has experimented with that have made a big difference in terms of uh, being able to get sustained relief from the symptoms uh, that she's experienced. Call toll-free if you'd like to be able to talk with Angela and ask her any question whatsoever. That toll-free number is 877 877- Five nine zero zero seven three three. You mentioned Angela that exercise uh, has been big for you, and in your history, you talk about tennis that you've actually returned to playing tennis. What difference has that made with respect to your symptoms? Well, I, uh, first of all, I'd say with exercise that at least fifty percent if not more, of the uh, relief I have had from the symptoms of Parkinson's has come directly as the result of exercise. That is the number one therapy, in my opinion, for Parkinson's. Um, So of that, uh, I regularly go to the gym where I use machines for a cardio workout, I use the weights, and then I do a lot of stretching. Uh, However, Sports are also a big part of the exercise component for me. Uh, Two sports in particular, one is kickboxing and the other is tennis. And tennis uh, is a great sport for me. Uh, When I developed my frozen shoulder, however, back in 06, I had to give up playing tennis because I couldn't hold the racket in my right hand. The the arm wouldn't raise. Somebody a while later suggested to me, well, why don't you play with your left hand? And I said, golly, I hadn't even thought of that before. And uh, so I went out and tried it with a coach in my left hand. And by goodness, I could actually play. Not as well as with my right, but I could play. And so I started playing tennis again. And after a couple of months of being a lefty, one day I noticed my right arm function had come back. I became a right-handed tennis player again. In fact, I have two forehands, which confounds people who play with me because they can't get (laughs) a backhand. A competitive advantage, I'd say. Exactly. Uh, So the, the interesting thing is when I play tennis, I have absolutely no symptoms of Parkinson's disease, none whatsoever. So I can fly around the court. I can run like the wind. I can move forward. I can move laterally. Uh, Yesterday I had a session with a coach and I can recall still hearing my feet going tap, 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 
as I was readjusting to position myself to return balls that were hit in different positions on the court. Um, and yet, off the court, I do have mobility problems, and uh, my walking is not as good as it used to be, and running is something I do only occasionally because it's 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 a bit painful. But on the court, all of that is forgotten. And uh, so of, of all of my exercise therapies, I'd rate tennis therapy the number one for me. Tell people about kickboxing. What exactly is kickboxing? Well, it's something for very young women. <laughs> and here I am, 63, Years uh, young. <laughs> years young. Um, I originally engaged a personal trainer. And by the way, I highly recommend to anyone with Parkinson's to have a personal trainer develop an exercise regimen for them. Uh, this is particularly good because a, a personal trainer will make you persist at things that you would otherwise give up on. Mine, for example, is quite keen on having me do balance exercises. And I quite dislike trying to balance on my right leg because it's not as good as on my left. But she works on it twice a week, week in, week out. So she's not going to let me give up on it. And I thank her for it. Um, but back a few years ago, she suggested that I try kickboxing. Um, something I'd never even done before. Now, uh, before your listeners think I'm out there beating on people's heads, it's, it's only <laughs> it's, it's only against pads uh, and dummies, and uh, n- not not uh, not not in the ring kind of stuff. But uh, there's something amazing happens during the routines of, say, practicing jab crosses, alternating right and left hitting a bag, there's something about the the vibrations that are transferred up from the fists into the body that feel really, really good. And uh, so I've been involved now since, uh, I guess, 07, and I go twice a week, usually, uh, for a 30-minute session. And uh, it's a great workout. It leaves me all sweaty. And uh, it's also fun. I think that's a key component. I've often noted that anything that's fun, like tennis, like kickboxing, for me anyway, uh, is associated with the uh, lack of any symptoms of Parkinson's. So uh, if uh, joy or fun is causing the production of dopamine, then bring it on. When you go then to your 30-minute classes, are you kickboxing against just the dummy or the pads, or are you working with other people as well? Both. Uh, I can work with another person with pads who can walk around the room challenging my motion, my mobility, that is. Uh, Or I can work against fixed pads or or punching bags. And uh, in particular, at the end of my workout, I get two minutes to work on a dummy called Bob. Normally, he's called Bob anyway. I refer to him as Parkinson. <laughs> so anything goes, whatever kicks and punches one can throw in two minutes' time. Um, 
it, uh, it's allowed. And uh, my goal, by the way, is to knock him over. He's very heavily sprung, and so far I've come to, I've, I've hit him over about 45 degrees, but I think uh, eventually I'll, I'll get strong enough that I can knock him right down. All the way down. <laughs> so it sounds like you're when you're kicking, you're using your arms as well as your legs. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it's a good total body workout. And one can do variations of this, of course. Uh, you don't have to have a, tr- a trainer or anything. Um, I have a punching bag at home, and often I set it up with a BOSU, which is a sort of a half-round um, device, nefarious device intended to uh, challenge people's balance. So uh, punching a bag while standing on a BOSU is great fun because it, uh, it's not only a workout in the arms, uh, it's also a workout on balance and core. You mentioned the incredible value of a personal trainer. How does one go about finding a personal trainer? Well, I belonged to a gym, and uh, the gym had its own personal trainers. Uh, however, I didn't. Uh, I quickly uh, assessed that that these were not terribly uh, uh, good, in, in in my opinion. What I wanted was somebody who was uh, going to be with me through the long haul. And uh, fortunately, I had a chiropractor um, who shared an office with a personal trainer and uh, so I got to know her through my chiropractor and uh, she has been true to her commitment and uh, in fact I even said to her you don't charge enough so she raised her rate promptly <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, I'm sure that the rates are going to vary widely depending on where a person lives but w- what is the typical rate for a personal cha- uh, trainer say for an hour a session well, I'm in Canada, but it would be forty dollars an hour here. So that's the dollars close to par. So it'd be around forty U.S. dollars per hour. So not really very, very much uh, money to be able to get a lot of that support and assistance. Not at all. If you'd like to be able to talk with Angela and ask her questions, she's got a long list of uh, very specific therapies that we're going to be talking about. You can see a description of everything that she's done on her history, which is posted on the Parkinson's Recovery blog, and that address is blog, B-L-O-G, dot parkinsonsrecovery.com, and it's posted on October the 27th. You can call toll-free and be able to connect in and, and talk with her, and that number is 877 And if you'd like to uh, talk, once you connect in, all you have to do is press the number 1. That signals to me that you'd like to be able to have a conversation with Angela and ask her some questions. One of the therapies that you mentioned in your history was called prolotherapy, P-R-O-L-O-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y. Tell listeners what that therapy is. Okay. Uh, Prolotherapy is the injection of sugar water, dextrose, into the tendons. Um, 
I used it to help regain the function of my right shoulder. As I mentioned, I had a frozen shoulder. That's a common presenting symptom for somebody uh, showing up to be diagnosed with uh, PD. Uh, I couldn't raise my arm out to the side at all. It just hung down uh, by my side. I could raise it to the front, but not to the side. And uh, I had heard, again, uh, from my partner, by the way, who had prolotherapy, um, that it was effective. So I thought, well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Uh, I had, over the course of two months, about 50 injections of sugar water in my uh, uh, right shoulder, and that was amazing. By the end of those two months, I had very good motion of my shoulder. It wasn't 100% by any means, but at least I'd, I could raise my arm right overhead out to the side, and that's something that I hadn't been able to do for probably two years. So highly recommended. Um, I had it done by a naturopathic doctor. It's also done by uh, some medical doctors as well. When you would go to the naturopath doctor's clinic then, they would basically have a needle and they would inject uh, the sugar water directly into the place on your shoulder that was problematic? Is that the way it would work? Yes, uh, and it was very painful. And I don't like needles. In fact, most people with PD don't like needles. And uh, I'm certainly one of them. But the no pain, no gain dictum, I guess, applies there because it certainly helped. And the pain is only instantaneous. It's like maybe getting a bee sting and having no pain immediately after. So it's, it's, it wasn't anything that's excruciating and prolonged. Uh, so I wouldn't let anybody uh, have that put them off. Uh, if they, you have a frozen shoulder or problem, with uh, an elbow or something like that, uh, it certainly is beneficial. So you would get typically just one shot each visit, or would they go in multiple times in a single they would visit? Go in, they would go in multiple times. I think Shot that, after shot after shot, and so yeah, getting a bunch of yeah. these things, like you say. Exactly. And, uh, but then when you would go home, it, you were, it was not any more painful, and would you notice immediately any relief, or did it take a while? It took a while, but when I went home, there was no pain remaining anymore, uh, but uh, um, over that period of a couple of months, I noticed the mobility in my arm had recovered uh, continuously, got imp improvement week by week, and of course, the skeptical would say, well, it was just healing on its own. But all I can say is that for two years, I hadn't been able to raise my arm out to the side, and within two months of prolotherapy, I was uh, able to do so. Did the doctors set an expectation that it was going to take at least two months, or did they say, we really don't know, we'll have to see? Or what expectation did you have about how long it was going to take? His expectation was two months. And he said, wow. if you can give me two months of your time, now, remember uh, what I said in the preamble, uh, I do a lot of traveling. 
um, I work all over the planet. So for me to say I, I'm going to devote two months to prolotherapy, uh, I had to be dead serious about it because that meant giving up some very lucrative overseas work. So you had to stay home for that two months. Yes. And but gladly. it sounds like it was it was well worth it. And then, so you concluded the therapy after two months, and you have not had to have any additional injections? None whatsoever. So that Amazing. therapy is effectively over. Uh, I have continued to work on that shoulder via physiotherapy, and... Uh, the degree of pain in the shoulder has gone way, way down, and the strength and mobility have increased even more. Um, and that's where we can segue into uh, intramuscular stimulation because uh, that has helped me even more with that shoulder and also with a very painful right hip that I had developed. Um, intramuscular stimulation, or IMS, uh, as it's called, uh, I have found to be particularly effective uh, both in helping with my right shoulder and my right hip and also with my posture. Uh, people are aware, those who have PD anyway, that uh, we develop over time a more stooped posture that's quite annoying because it seems to defy any attempt we uh, make to prevent it from occurring. Um, yet, with uh, the IMS, which, by the way, is only part of a full uh, physiotherapeutic regimen, so it's not by itself, but along with massage and conventional physiotherapy, uh, works something like acupuncture. In other words, uh, needles like acupuncture needles are used, but these needles are not inserted uh, at meridians, which are, in my opinion, fictitious places uh, on the human body, but are inserted into the muscles themselves, especially into muscles that have become stiff or hardened due to misuse, uh, such as is common with a lot of people with PD, and uh, it's amazing. You stick the needle in the muscle, it twitches and relaxes. So muscles that have been stiff for weeks or even months or even longer relax, and as a result of that, the I've been able to really control the pain level in my right hip, um, control the pain in my right shoulder, and improve my posture. So now I at least can stand up with my back to the wall and not have to strain to put my head against, back of my head against the same wall. How long do the needles stay in? Oh, only a matter of seconds. And it's no more painful than conventional acupuncture. Now I know some people find conventional acupuncture painful. I find it Less, much less painful than, say, prolotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> this therapy is called IMS, 
or intramuscular stimulation. So that's spelled I-N-T-R-A-M-U-S-C-U-L-A-R, stimulation. Where would a person go to obtain this particular therapy? To an acupuncturist or a physical therapist or who? A physiotherapist. Now, uh, I'll give you a website that people might want to refer to, and this is www.istop.org. And that's a website in Vancouver, Canada. Um, it gives a very good description of IMS, and I believe also has a list of practitioners. Uh, the therapy originated in Vancouver, but has now practitioners worldwide. Uh, unfortunately, that particular website does not specifically mention Parkinson's disease, but people will still get an idea from it, a good idea, because it's an excellent site. So the way I came about finding this person was as a result of having taken your Jump Start to Wellness uh, workshop back in December '09, uh, which was an excellent workshop, by the way, Robert. And, uh, <laughs> oh, great. And uh, you had a practitioner there of myofascial release. And I thought, this looks like a really, really good therapy. So I went home and attempted to find a therapist who could do something somewhat similar. Uh, And I encountered two therapists at the time, one we can get to in a moment, I suppose, a heller worker, and the other was a uh, physiotherapist uh, with skill in IMS, which he then put in parentheses afterwards, myofascial release. So, bingo, hit the jackpot. Bingo. Oh, how wonderful. How absolutely wonderful. So you mentioned Heller Worker. Tell people what in the world that's all about. Okay. It's all one word, Heller Work, H-E-L-L-E-R-W-O-R-K. Heller work is um, a form of body work related to rolfing. And that probably leaves people as puzzled as the word Heller work. Uh, It's a form of whole body myofascial release. And uh, practitioners normally recommend that a person have a session, or sorry, a series of 10 sessions of Heller work. These take about 90 minutes per session and uh, over which course every fascia in the body is massaged. And if uh, you find out you have muscles that you had no idea were there, but uh, the Heller worker will find them and massage them. And at the end of it all, it's like having a brand new body. Um, for example, think of uh, the human body as a, as a, uh, the, your, your outer fascia anyway, as a body suit, as a body stocking. And uh, if you can imagine, if one part of it gets stuck or pinned, um, and when you try to move, uh, it affects, for example, if you had that pinning somewhere on your hip, Uh, It affects even the movement of your arms. And uh, through the Heller work, you get all of that, those those, uh, 
tension points uh, eliminated, at least over the course of the of the Heller work. And by the way, I do go back for tune-ups from time to time, probably every month. Um, the, uh, the 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 form of myofascial release offered is just heavenly, and uh, I would highly recommend that uh, it as a uh, something as a as a real treat to themselves anyway at the very least. When you receive these treatments, are you lying on a massage table as if you were getting a massage? Exactly. And you were describing some of uh, some of the treatments are painful and some are not. Is this a painful treatment for you or not? No, it's not painful. Um, it's just there's some unusual fascia that you had no idea existed and that could be massaged. Uh, when she put on the rubber glove and said, okay, I'm going up to massage your sinuses, uh, I had no idea you could access them <laughs> through the nose. <laughs> Believe me, you can. And please, don't let this put people off because uh, um, even that was heavenly. <laughs> there are then therapists that have very specific training in being able to know how to do this particular work, and they're called Heller workers? Yes. And the the, um, the fellow's name, I think, was Joseph Heller. He's based out of Shasta, California. But there are Heller workers all over the world. I'm, I presume there's a website uh, for the Heller Work Institute or organization or whatever it is, so uh, people should have no problem at all locating that uh, by Googling it. If you'd like to be able to talk with Angela, please call the toll-free number 877-590-0733 and just signal that you'd like to be able to be on the air and have a exchange with her. Again, that uh, number is 877-590-0733. And once again, for those of you who've just tuned in, my guest is Angela and she's talking about all of the therapies and treatments that he she has discovered are making a difference with regard to getting sustained relief from her symptoms. You'll be able to see and read that history if you'll visit the blog, uh, which is www.blog.parkinsonsrecovery.com. It's posted October the 27th. And there's a detailed history by year of all the kinds of things that she's done with a report on what's been helpful and uh, what's not been so helpful. So be sure to look at that, read that, and as you follow through with that, uh, feel free to call in to the toll-free number. Again, it's 877-590-0733 and uh, connect with her and you can ask whatever questions you might have. I want to be sure everyone knows that I just discovered today that there is a 50% discount off of the brain fitness program that is offered by Apposite Science. Uh, this, this is only uh, through today, which is Thursday. This is October the 28th. Um, Dr. Norman Dodge 
uh, is an author of The Brain That Changes Itself. Uh, I've benefited greatly personally from reading his work and integrating that into some of what I actually write for individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's. And he has partnered with uh, Posit Science. They have created a series of 40 hours of programs that, uh, in, in, in essence, uh, create greater plasticity in the brain. So these are not just video games. These are games that are founded on sound science. So if you'd like to know more about the work, you can, of course, get Norman Dodge's uh, book, The Brain That Changes Itself. But today is the day when you can actually get 50% uh, off of that uh, brain fitness program. It normally is pretty expensive, and I don't usually talk about it. It's uh, almost $400. But for the 50% off, it's only $199. So it winds up being the deal of a deal. And uh, now's the time to act. The other reason I have no hesitation to suggest to uh, everyone to consider this as a possibility is that you use it for 90 days. That's three months. And if it's not helping, if you don't find that your thinking is clear, your mental clarity is better, uh, then you get your all your money back, 100% of your money. So it feels like it's a solid company. It's backed by sound science. Uh, the exercises are quite dazzling. And so if you want, if you're having struggling uh, difficulties with mental clarity, with remembering things, with driving, uh, with any kind of mental function whatsoever, uh, these particular exercises, are designed to be able to help you uh, basically create greater plasticity in your brain. It comes in the form of a disc. So in essence, you receive a disc, you put that in your computer, and then you're challenged with uh, doing all kinds of uh, visual exercises. Uh, so again, it's um, the Brain Fitness uh, Program. Uh, you got a link to that particular program that's posted on the Parkinson's Recovery blog. So if you go to the blog, you'll see a link there. You can get more information. And there's a code that you have to be sure and apply to get that 50% uh, discount today. It's only today, Thursday, October the 28th. So be sure to apply that code so that you can get that 50% uh, discount advantage if you decide you want to uh, use that as part of your exercise program. But in this case, it's not a uh, a muscular uh, physical exercise program. It's a brain exercise program. Call if you'd like to be able to talk with Angela. The following toll-free number, 877-590-0733. That's toll-free. I'll click you in so that you can ask whatever questions you might want to ask her about all the different kinds of therapies and experiences she's had in addressing the symptoms that she currently experiences with a diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. Angela, you mentioned you've also taken advantage of intravenous glutathione injections. How has that gone? Uh, well, uh, it's an interesting uh, therapy. It was... Uh... I started taking it as a result of having seen the famous Perlmutter video. Uh, there's a uh, neurologist in Florida named, I think it's David Perlmutter, who uh, several years back began to treat people for the symptoms of Parkinson's using uh, intravenous glutathione. Uh, glutathione is a very powerful antioxidant, by the way, maybe the most powerful. And uh, his video showed some remarkable, almost miraculous uh, changes in people within 
10 to 15 minutes of having an injection. People who were hardly mobile were dancing jigs, for example. Uh, Normally, this would, of course, send up big red flags in most people, um, but uh, when you have the symptoms of Parkinson's, you want to try anything. So I found a neurologist who was willing to uh, do that therapy, um, and I have been continuing on with it for nearly three years now. Uh, the only thing I can report is that I have never noticed any effect whatsoever of taking an injection of glutathione. Uh, if we, one goes to Perlmutter's website, uh, for many years he was promising a double-blind test of glutathione injections. In fact, he even promises that in his book, which is called The Better Brain Book, highly recommended, by the way. Um, The result of the long-awaited study uh, just came out, I think, in uh, this past summer, and uh, the result is negative. Intravenous glutathione, at least for that collection of patients, who had, by the way, symptoms more severe than I do, um, they unfortunately uh, received, according to this study, no benefit whatsoever. So I think I'm just going to let my current bundle of uh, glutathione injection treatments expire and not renew it. Did you have a chance to listen to a radio show interview that I did with the naturopath Dr. Lori Mishley back in June? I did back-to-back programs with her. Uh, she? No, I didn't. I, I have her book sitting on the desk in front of me. but uh, Ah, she probably discusses this uh, revelation. She was uh, quite curious about what he was doing, and... Um, and basically her main problem with that, although the study results had not yet been published, was that it was very expensive, and uh, people apparently were just getting uh, intermittent results, you know, results that would only last a day or two. Lori then uh, uh, explored a nasal spray of glutathione and uh, started prescribing that for her patients and reports back that that's been uh, getting great results. So she now has a five-year fellowship with the NIH, and she's uh, setting up a study to examine that as an intervention. So apparently she lists in the interview a couple of companies that uh, make this spray, and so you can tell your doctor about that as a possibility of actually getting a prescription so that you can uh, uh, spray this up your nose, which... uh, for some people, is a pretty horrendous idea. Uh, I have known, I have been in contact with several of her patients who report back that they've begun that treatment with with great results. So that's another alternative that she's been exploring and reports back that she thinks it's worthy of of an actual formal study. Okay, well, uh, Robert, I'll I'll mention this to my uh, naturopathic doctor uh, that I have here in... uh, the area where I live, and, uh, and see what they might say about it. Because uh, yeah. 
apparently it's it's pretty new therapy, and I think she's one of the few naturopath doctors that has actually been using it, but she's very enthusiastic, so much so that she wants to be able to uh, actually do this uh, formal uh, double-blind study uh, to see what the results will actually be. Area code 360, you are on the air. Hello? Yes, hello. This is Dave from Lillowalk. Hi, Dave. I wanted to say hello, first of all, from Eileen and I to Angela. It's nice to hear you on the on the radio. Thank you, Dave. I don't know if you remember me not or not from Jumpstart, but Oh yes I do. I I was thinking when I was listening to you that you've gotten so much information that it's hard to keep up with the the next one that you're going to come up with the approach. I was wondering if you had any like three to five practical approaches to that you suggest that are at the top of the list of your alternative approaches. Yes, I already mentioned exercise is number one, and that's exercise to what one is capable of doing, uh, ideally with the assistance of a personal trainer. Uh, there was a book on personal training in Parkinson's. I can't remember who wrote it, but uh, it's out there that uh, I found to be very good and and indeed showed to my personal trainer. So that would be number one. Number two, of course, is diet. I think it's very important to eat an organic diet free from pesticides and sprays as much as possible. Uh, And that diet... Ideally, and the diet I'm on, by the way, is gluten-free, i.e. no more bread, at least wheat bread. Also dairy-free, and that means no more butter, no more yogurt, no more cheese, unfortunately. Um, No more sugar, so refined sugar is out. Natural sugars are okay. And a number of other things, but certainly... I've found the diet to be very beneficial. Even if I didn't have the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, I would still recommend such a diet to anybody. Uh, Number three on the list, I suppose, would be uh, nutrition for the brain, which overlaps, I guess, with diet, but taking the appropriate supplements or botanicals to make sure that the brain is receiving all the uh, proper nutrients it needs to function at its best. And uh, I'm not a medical doctor or a naturopathic doctor, so I'm I'm not going to get into any deep uh, level there, but uh, uh, these these include many different compounds, including alpha-lipoic acid and N-acetylcysteine and acetyl-L-carnitine and the like. So... uh, there are lists of this one can find. Perlmutter gives a good list in his Better Brain book. So that would be number three on the list. Uh, number four, I suppose, would be what I call body-mind related. Uh, I see weekly a body-mind therapist, and I find the sessions incredibly beneficial. Um, often we just go through the tremors, and let the tremors be 
and follow the tremors in a mindful way to a place where all of a sudden there are no tremors and then examine what internally is going on at that moment. Uh, So I have a therapist who's well-trained in the field of what's called HAKOMI, H-A-K-O-M-I, body-centered psychotherapy. And in fact, I took three years of training to become a body-centered psychotherapist myself, so I I know at least uh, uh, something about the field. And uh, finally, I suppose things like physiotherapy and uh, not allowing muscles to stay stiff for very long because if if uh, if they do, then they become increasingly difficult to uh, get them to relax. So uh, intermuscular stimulation is one way, but myofascial release in general is a a, a good recommendation. So that that would be my five point recommendation. If it helps, David. Uh, they sound like you can do them to any extent that you want to do them. It's, it's like they're open for review at any level. Exactly, and, and I, I take nothing as sacred. Um, I explore things, and when I think they're not working, I drop them. But I'm, I'm willing to give just about anything a try, uh, even nasal spray glutathione, I suppose. Um, for example, another thing that was highly recommended was Makuna Purians as a uh, botanical, uh, a natural source of levodopa. And uh, so I took this for a year, noticed no effect whatsoever, stopped cold turkey for a month, noticed no effect whatsoever, restarted, showed no effect, and now I'm tapering it off and I won't renew it. But at least I give these things a chance. I'm curious, Angela. It's hard for me to stay clear about whether these approaches are actually working or not, but you seem to be clear when they're not and when they are, when you start them and then when you finish, you seem to be clear if they are useful or not useful. Do you have some kind of technique that you explore in your own mind to find this out? Yeah, you brought up a very good uh, point. We don't have a very good measurement system for example, if you don't all of a sudden start dancing a jig as you do on the Perlmutter video, then how do you know if there's any effect whatsoever? And, of course, one has to give some of these therapies time. But what I do myself is I routinely measure uh, certain abilities, and these are known measurement techniques used for people with the symptoms of Parkinson's. For example the time it takes to sit or to stand from sitting in a chair, take three steps, turn around, and sit down. Uh, that's something I'm, I do five times an average, and I do that every few months. Another one I do is measure the length of the stride, uh, taking five strides and measuring the middle three, uh, the length of the middle three in both directions, and uh, so far, 
these areas have not showed any impairment. And these are direct measurements of, I think, of uh, uh, skills that are impaired by Parkinson's disease. What about brushing your teeth with a with a power brusher or just a hand brush? Uh, that's kind oh. of a, that's sort of funny, but I like those are the kind of things that I give some standard to. I I think there's I mean I use an electric toothbrush and I always have, um, and uh, now that you mention it, I always hold it in my left hand now, so. <laughs> uh, Maybe it could be as simple in my case, with, uh, with symptoms only on one side for the most part, uh, yeah. to do so. Are your are your doctors, the people that you connect with that are in the medical field, are they ready to hear anything that you tell them that you're doing? Uh, that'll be interesting. This weekend in Richmond, British Columbia, there's a Parkinson's conference. Full, by the way, they're not taking any more uh, people. But, oh uh, darn! I wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm <laughs> just sort of teasing there a little bit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it would be it would really be good. I'm sorry for interrupting. Not a problem. Um, so I will, of course, be there uh, talking to the people in the Parkinson Society of British Columbia. Also, the main neurological heavyweights in Canada will be there. And uh, I just present myself by example. And after a while, they're not going to be able to ignore me. You send shivers up and down my back a little bit, Angela, thinking about you standing up there talking about Parkinson's. Well, I, I'm not participating as a speaker at this conference. I'll just be an, an, an attendee. But by the way, <clears throat> speaking of of that, of speaking to an audience, I was in France last week and uh, <clears throat> I was addressing an audience of 700 people at an engineering conference and decided that it was not time to hide behind the lectern as many people do, but to stand beside it, which I did, I just put my right hand, the one that shakes, on top of the lectern and uh, spoke directly to my audience so they could see me. And I think that was much appreciated in my particular, particular uh, presentation, which was the plenary lecture, uh, was excessively well received. I got too many... Uh, uh, kind comments, and that's why I say excessively. <laughs> you but, have to take it in, Angela. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lesson so, on how to receive. Having, I know, you're quite right, but having PD has not prevented me from doing what I love, and what I particularly love to do is to speak in front of uh, large audiences about topics that I understand very well. Well, I really appreciate talking with you this morning. Nice to hear your voice again. Thank you. It's really good to hear from you. I'll thanks, for, thanks for calling in, Dave. Yes. All the You're best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
So, Angela, can you uh, tell the audience more about Hakomi? Because many people are not familiar with it, but it sounds like you're not only well-trained in that, but it's been very helpful to you personally. Hakomi is a form of body-centered psychotherapy. Um, The word Hakomi is actually, it sounds Japanese, but it's a Hopi Indian word. It's not a Hopi Indian therapy. It's just a word that they thought was very nice. Um, As a question, Hakomi means, who am I? And as a statement, Hakomi means, who I am. And basically, in a session of Hakomi, uh, the client, and, and that may be me, for example, would be sitting with a therapist and uh, doing the normal things that one does, but the therapist is looking out for, um, let's see, what do we call it, unconscious signals that the body makes. Because the body doesn't lie. Human beings can lie, but their body won't. Uh, How many times have... People asked us, for example, you know, how are you? And and uh, we say fine. Of course, we're fine. And uh, you know, all the time, the body even might be the head shaking, side to side, screaming out, "No, I'm not fine." Uh, a very good Hakomi therapist can pick these cues out. Some some not so subtle. Some very subtle. And uh, contact them. Uh, asking the patient to go into what is called mindfulness. Um, People want to know more about mindfulness. It's a sort of a Buddhist meditation practice, I'll uh, call it that. Um, But it's a state of just being aware of one's body, of being aware of what's going on inside. If the therapist contacts the right uh, thing, for example... I shaking I'm shaking my head side to side when I'm verbally saying I'm fine the therapist may say uh, something to the effect that I notice that things that that you're shaking your head side to side or something to that effect and all of a sudden a little switch will go on inside my head saying right and this person knows this I've told them something different but they are aware that uh, it's not the case. And from there, one deepens a relationship with the therapist to the point where it lowers what I'll call the noise. We've all got this internal mental, mental chatter going on all the time. If one can quiet the noise, one can get at the root of the psychological problem. And I'm not saying this for just for people who are perceived as having some sort of mental illness or anything like that. I'm saying this is applicable for everybody. And uh, it feels wonderful to be contacted. It feels wonderful to have uh, somebody be with you and understand at some level. And it just allows a deeper level of understanding of one's own process. And I'll, I'll leave it at that because it, it uh, it's something to to look up. You want to might want to go to www. 
hakomi.org. I think that's a very good site uh, run by a man named Ron Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z. And uh, uh, he's my teacher and a most remarkable human being. He lives in Ashland, Oregon, by the way. So that website is www.hakomi.org. Correct. If you'd like to be able to talk with Angela, now's your opportunity. Call toll-free 877-590-0733. Her history is posted on the Parkinson's Recovery blog. Tell us, if you would please, Angela, about chelation therapy that you've experimented with to release toxins. I had a urine test done a couple of years ago that revealed very high contents of certain heavy metals, including lead and mercury and a host of others, but those are the biggies. And... My naturopath recommended that I try to remove these through a course of chelation treatments. Now, the chelation was done using an intravenous bag of EDTA. Uh, And I won't even try to tell you what EDTA stands for because I can't remember, but uh, uh, one can look it up on, on Google. The purpose of the EDTA is to chelate the heavy metals, that is to bind the heavy metals to it such that they are excreted in the urine. And you need numerous courses of this because uh, at first it's only removing the heavy metals, say, from the surface of tissues available uh, in the bloodstream, for example. But over time, as it removes the surface heavy metals, Uh, I'm presuming that the deeper stuff then starts diffusing to the surface where it is also picked up. I have had approximately 20 sessions of chelation, and uh, I've temporarily stopped, but uh, I'm going to go back onto it in the new year. But if heavy metal... Sorry, I was just saying if heavy metal... Uh, poisoning is causing the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, then certainly it stands to reason, to me at least, that removal of these heavy metals could be helpful. I have also had, by the way, a CT scan of my brain for manganese. And uh, there was no accumulation of manganese found in my brain. The reason for this particular element is that I, as an engineer, have for 30 years supervised welders and breathed in my own fair share of welding fumes, which contain, amongst other nasty things, manganese. And manganese poisoning has been associated with Parkinson's-like symptoms in many people. When you actually get the chelation therapy, you go to the naturopath doctor's office and then they insert an IV, so you sit in a chair and that leaks into your body over a period of about 30 or 45 minutes. Is that the basically the character of the uh, therapy? Uh, 
Yeah, I, I go to a naturopathic office near to my home. It's called Mountain View Wellness Center, and they have a room with about a dozen big, comfy, lazy boy chairs uh, in which patients just recline while an IV bag is inserted into their arm. And it takes longer than 30 to 45 minutes, I would say, an IV of, of uh, 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 for chelation therapy would take at least two hours, maybe three. So bring a book or bring your laptop. <laughs> right, bring your laptop. I find it quite interesting because uh, when you're there and you're, you're in sort of in enforced confinement because you can't really get around very much, although you can pick up your bag and go to the, to the bathroom if you need to. Um, uh, it's great talking with the other people in there who are receiving uh, chelation therapy, usually for heart-related problems and reporting great effect in the, effectiveness in that regard. One of the therapies that you list in your history is Donnie Yance's Botanical Protocol for PD. Tell us about that. Last summer, when I was visiting my beloved Hakomi teacher, Ron Kurtz, in Ashland, Oregon, he had commented that uh, he had developed cancer a couple of years previously and that a local herbalist named Donnie Yance had healed him completely from this particular cancer. Uh, he said he also treated people with Parkinson's. So, I mean, what could I do? I had to go and see this person. Unfortunately, he was fully booked for the next 200 years, so I saw one of his associates, a man named Jason Miller, uh, also highly knowledgeable. Uh, he provided me with a 30-page document called Parkinson's Disease and the Use of Botanical and Nutritional Compounds, which I found to be absolutely compelling reading. It's certainly well-researched with uh, 230 references. And I've checked out several or many of these references, and they find them all to be exceedingly good. So this is a serious herbalist here. And uh, again, that's not my field, so I, I don't profess any great expertise in it. But nonetheless, I decided to go along with his botanical protocol for Parkinson's disease. And uh, that involves a number of products that they, that they provide there. But there's a, a whole number of uh, botanicals for example, I mentioned Makuna puriens. That was one. There's, of course, Panax ginseng. There's Withania somnifera, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on and on. Turmeric is another one. And uh, I have been taking this protocol for over a year now, and I would say that it overall has been beneficial to the point where I am not about to abandon it. I may be, I may abandon certain elements of it and take certain others, but I'm 
going to stick with this for the long run. Area code 978. You are on the air. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me okay? We can indeed. Great. Uh, It's nice to talk to you, Angela, and I'm I'm going to tell you I'm very, very pleased uh, uh, that you uh, did your heavy metal test because without that, uh, all other avenues would have been closed. The chelation, I wouldn't give up on it, uh, but don't overdo it either because if, uh, if the metals get into your blood system, they could clog your heart. And, and unless you have uh, a functioning kidney, they will clog your heart. Um, I, I don't have Parkinson's disease. I do have uh, MS. And I, I wanted to give you some information. You probably already have it, but I wanted to give you some information that has been beneficial to me. Now, none of this is a cure. However, um, it doesn't cost much, and you can do it yourself. Uh, there's a doctor in Italy that claims that cancer is a fungus, and he treats cancer with some success with uh, sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda. And I've started using baking soda in a nebulizer to breathe it, and I also take an Alka-Seltzer once a day to alkalize my, um, make my blood alkaline. Um, this is helpful. Doesn't cure anything, but it is helpful, and I feel pretty good. Another thing that I do um, is I take a uh, a drug in in low dose uh, called naltrexone. It's actually called low dose naltrexone. It's 4.5 milligrams of a drug that um, they use to uh, stop people from being alcoholics and drug addicts. But in low doses, the doctor that found this uh, found that all blood work happens to improve. In other words, white cells and T cells and so forth and so on. Uh, But this might be something you might want to look into uh, because this low-dose naltrexone... um, serves to enhance or regulate your immune system. So that could be very helpful for you. The last point I wanted to make was um, you took an MRI for manganese, and I'm I'm glad you know about that. Uh, Very few people will even recognize that. The disease that mimics uh, Parkinson's disease is called manganism. It's my information, and I don't know if it's correct or not, but there is an antidote to a manganese overdose, and that would be uh, uh, lithium. Now, I don't know what dose lithium you would take. I I do know that you don't want to do it uh, pharmaceutical because, uh, you know, that, that requires a doctor and... But you can get lithium in very low doses in in the health food store. You don't want to overdo that either. But um, I I, I hope you didn't have that information, and and I'm pleased to be able to give it to you. Thank you very much. I I appreciate it all. Uh, Speaking of lithium uh, and Ashland, Oregon, uh, once again, 
they're quite famous for their Lithia Park, and uh, there's a drinking fountain at the park which contains the, the water from li- that is lithiated naturally. So one can come up and drink Lithia water uh, for free, uh, although you have to go to uh, Ashland, Oregon for that. Um, <laughs> one of the things... One of the things that, that's going on with lithium, the Japanese just did a study, and uh, they are claiming that when people uh, consume lithium, they uh, don't tend to commit suicide. In other words, the suicide rates are lower in high lithium areas that uh, in the water system. And and now governments are starting to consider putting lithium in the water system like they do fluoride. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I hadn't heard of that at all. Well, I'm I'm I'm, I'm pleased to be able to give you this information. Uh, it, it's all very simple, very easily done on your own, um, with the exception of the low dose naltrexone. Uh, you will need a doctor and a prescription for it. But if you can look it up on the internet, it's a very efficient. As a matter of fact, um, I've been taking it for about a year now. And um, I, I, one of the side effects is um, to have pleasant dreams, very vivid dreams. I enjoy going to bed because it's like going to the movies every night. <laughs> Great, wonderful. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't fantastic. get better than that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have a, a, a you, you mentioned blood work. I uh, just had a full panel hemoglobin test done. It's a couple of pages of tests. And uh, for the first time in my life, I have perfect blood work. Everything was in it, within its range. Everything was proper. My cholesterol was low, in fact, very uh, low due to the, uh, of course, to the exercise. But So something I'm doing in all of the supplements and botanicals and other things that I'm doing is very beneficial for my blood. One of the things I wanted to mention, I, I tried to contact Michael J. Fox because I, I have evidence that he had large amounts of mercury implanted in his, his teeth in, in mercury amalgams. And, and um, there's a movie that he did called uh, Greedy. And, and there's a scene where he's at a bowling alley and he gets very excited and he opens his mouth very, very wide and all of his molars from the front teeth all the way back on both sides, are covered with mercury. I tried to contact him and tell him those pro- those things are not going to do him any good. He should have them removed before he proceeds with any other medical uh, issues. Uh, but he's impossible to talk to. and I mean, he's yeah. being protected, and I can't possibly give him the information. So I'm, I, I, I'm sure, though, that... Uh, the, the detrimental effects of mercury are well known. Most of the books on Parkinson's will contain some mention of this very fact uh, that uh, mercury poisoning uh, symptomatically can mimic Parkinson's. I had all of my amalgam fillings removed, unfortunately not by somebody who specializes in that, so I don't know whether I did the wrong thing or not. But uh, I no longer have any amalgam myself. They're all gold. I'm, ri- I'm worth more dead than alive, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you know, from from the from from the baseline of information that you you're carrying that you're applying to yourself, I suspect that you're going to live a good long time. May have problems along the way, but I think you're going to be able to deal with them very efficiently. Well, thank you for your kind words. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks so much for calling in. Bye bye. And and speaking of living a long life. Uh, one of my passions is fine wine, and uh, I'm a past president of the American Wine Society, by the way, in another life. But uh, I have a wine cellar at home with many bottles aging to perfection that are going to need at least another decade, maybe two decades to do so. So I have to be around to enjoy them. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And the the funny thing is, of course, lack of the sense of smell is often a presenting symptom for people with the PD. And uh, fortunately, knock on wood, I don't have that uh, symptom. So it gives me an opportunity to practice uh, gratitude, in fact, that uh, uh, in light of the fact that every day I still have my sense of smell and taste is a gift. Angela, you mentioned neurofeedback for PD as something uh, that has been one of your therapies. Tell us about neurofeedback. Okay. I came upon a book by Claire Albright, um, and uh, it's, it's a book about neurofeedback for many purposes, but also it includes the use of neurofeedback for treatment of Parkinson's. And... Uh, uh, let, let me try to explain a, a bit about what, 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 what's involved. In a, in a session of neurofeedback, well, first of all, we, one has to determine what the brainwave output from the brain is. So one has a generalized EEG, that's an electroencephalogram, done where you basically have a helmet of electrodes on your head and for an hour or so they measure your brainwave activity. From that, they can determine, or the practitioner can determine, what location or locations in the brain are not producing brain waves within the normal range. In fact, I found that I had an area called the prefrontal dorsolateral cortex um, that was deficient in theta wave activity. Uh, something way out of the the norm by at least five standard deviations. So in in my layman's terms, I had an area of my brain that was not activated. One applies neurofeedback by attaching an electrode to the scalp corresponding to the spot that was not, I'll say, activated, in my case, not generating theta waves and uh, hooking me up to a headphone that played some pleasant, not music, but pleasant sounds like surf crashing in the background. And whenever that part of my brain lit up, I could hear the sound, and when it was not lit up, I heard static. Very quickly, the brain learns to realize that there's a reward here 
i.e. the reward is listening to the sound of surf or some other such uh, pleasant sound. And on its own, the brain learns how to rewire itself to keep that part of the brain firing. Uh, normally, a course of 30 sessions is required. After six or seven, I have noticed a remarkable improvement in my cognition. Uh, I had been complaining for the last couple of years that there was a, and I'll just put this in quotation marks, a hole in my brain. It was as if there was something missing. I couldn't put my finger on it, of course, because it was missing. But uh, all of a sudden, after the sixth or seventh treatment of neurofeedback, I had my brain back. And it's operating right now at its old pre-PD symptom um, speed. And it's quite delightful to have. I still have the symptoms of PD, but at least I don't have a hole in my head or a foggy brain or whatever one might how one might want to put it. So I think this is a very good therapy, and I'm going to continue with it. The person who actually provides this is a psychologist or a medical PhD doctor? Psychologist. Sorry, psychologist. A PhD psychologist. And I happen to find one locally. Um, of course, living near Vancouver, B.C., is it's a big city, so you're going to find people like this. So when you go to their office, they attach some uh, uh, non-invasive electrodes to your head, and then you begin to right. listen they to this. It, they glue it to your scalp. Yes, they, <laughs> <laughs> they glue the electrode to your scalp. And uh, you, you, you relax very uh, comfortably in a chair. The interesting thing is that throughout the whole session, no shaking, no symptoms of PD. It's quite wonderful. It's a blissful time. And you're not told you have to do anything. You're just sitting there listening to these sounds. Your brain is doing yeah. all the work. Yeah, and of course my brain, being an active brain, tries to figure out, okay, well, if I think this thought, maybe it'll be better. Or <laughs> I'll hear less static. Right. Or if I concentrate on this part of my head, something will happen. But after a while, you just abandon all these efforts and let the brain do it itself, and it works. That's so cool. So. What starts out as mainly static becomes mainly the sound of surf. Now, another therapy that you mentioned, uh, which sounds like it's related but different, is cranial electrostimulation, CES. Tell everyone about that. <laughs> yeah. This is a little device with a couple of clamp-on electrodes that fit on your earlobe and it passes a very tiny amount of current. I think it's something like 50 microamps, so almost imperceptible current between your earlobes and otherwise through, through your head. And uh, I was highly skeptical of this, but uh, th this was, by the way, provided to me by the same psychologist who is doing the uh, neurofeedback with me. He said, okay, take it for a month. If you don't think it's doing anything, I'll take it back, and you don't have to pay anything. Well, it's amazing. For me, uh, a 20-minute session of this is highly relaxing, and uh, 
is in effect a de facto substitute for meditation. I know many people recommend meditation for people with Parkinson's as a way to quiet the, the brain and perhaps quiet the body as well. I have found conventional meditation, however, quite difficult because the quieter I get, the more I shake kind of thing. But uh, with the cranial cranial electrostimulation unit, I reach that meditative state very quickly and very easily, and uh, I feel very sleepy afterwards. So now I use it just before I go to bed, and then I conk out like a light. <coughs> and sleep like a baby the rest of the night, sounds like. Sleep like a baby. Um, now, meditation was mentioned to me uh, by a man you know very well, John Coleman. I've been fortunate enough to work uh, in Australia, very near to where his offices are, so I've actually seen him twice in the past year. A wonderful human being. And uh, I'm sure you've got links to his uh, site. Yes, your yes. yes, and he's been a guest on the show now for uh, actually three different occasions. Yeah, he's a remarkable man. I There's first, one last, yes. Oh, I was just saying, I first saw him. I had no idea he was about six foot six. I'm tall, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm five ten, but I felt like a very short in his presence. But uh, and he I knew amazing I was in the energy right, too. Yes, and I knew I was in the right place because the car parked out in front of his office had the, uh, as they call it in Australia, the number plate, PD free. Oh, that's great. You knew that that was the right place then. Exactly. Uh, For listeners who uh, don't know, uh, John uh, Coleman uh, had an advanced uh, set of symptoms associated with Parkinson's in the mid-90s. He was uh, almost short of being in a nursing home, and uh, he just decided, I'm not doing this, and launched his own program and began to experiment uh, with many, many different kinds of therapies and found some that were very, very successful for him and is now symptom-free. He's a naturopath doctor. He actually got a certification after uh, he got well, and he now helps other people who have the symptoms of Parkinson's figure out what therapies will make a difference to them. It's wonderful you were able to actually connect with him given your world travel schedule. We only yeah. have a couple of minutes left, but I, there's one more question I wanted to ask. And you, you apparently are going to start a therapy called henbane to reduce tremors. Tell people about that. Well, again, I haven't even started it, but that's part of the ongoing, evolving botanical regimen that I'm taking. So henbane is an anti-collagenic and uh, quite a potent one but it is believed to have uh, a good therapeutic effect on the tremors. So uh, it's a bit dangerous because if you overdo it, then there's some pretty nasty side effects, so I have to titrate in very carefully. But I'll be doing this probably over the next month or so. Angela, in the next minute or so, imagine that somebody has just been diagnosed with the symptoms of Parkinson's. Uh, What would you want to say to them? I'd say go get fit, change your diet, read up 
everything you can. Of course, the resources uh, such as your own website I would highly recommend. And uh, keep a very positive attitude. Um, Mr. Parkinson is not going to beat us. It's time to defy him. And that's basically what I would recommend to anyone presenting to me for the first time with uh, symptoms of Parkinson's. I wouldn't say you don't have it. I wouldn't say deny that you have it. I would say defy it. And defy it with every ounce of energy that you've got. That's exactly what I'm doing. It is indeed. What a remarkable story, Angela. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a guest on this show today. The help that you have given will affect thousands of people. Well, thank you very much for inviting me, Robert. I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, for those who are members of patients like me, if they want to drop me a line on my uh, patient uh, name there, again, it's Dawn Angel, and uh, I'll be happy to reply personally to them. So D-A-W-N and an angel, A-N-G-E-L. Yes. On patients like me. Dot com. Dot com. Thank you again, Angela. And for additional information about Angela's history, again, you can find that on the Parkinson's Recovery blog. And that address is www.blog.parkinsonsrecovery.com. And finally, uh, there is just for the next week, 20% off, the publisher has just told me from anybody who's interested in buying a print version of Road to Recovery from Parkinson's Disease, you can get information on the book if you visit parkinsonsdisease.me. That's the address, www.parkinsonsdisease.me. But what you have to know is when you get to the shopping cart, if you'd like to have a print version, you want to insert the following code. It's TRICK, T-R-I-C-K-3-0-5. <laughs> And you'll get 20% off, which is quite a nice uh, discount. Again, the coupon code is TRICK, T-R-I-C-K-305. And that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that you are on the road to recovery. Good day. That was wonderful. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.